What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Draft Takeover Podcast here on the Takeover Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Josh Taylor, breaking down all things coming up with the NFL Draft, which is right around the corner. That is right. This next Thursday coming up is the NFL Draft. Finally, after months and months of preparation and predictions and hot takes and players moving up and down the boards, it is finally time to figure out who your team drafts for the future. So to celebrate with this last episode before the draft, and of course I'm going to talk about the draft afterwards, breakdown picks and stuff like that. On this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my final first round mock draft. And I think I'm going to predict every single pick. That's right. All 32 picks correctly. So stay tuned, check it out. Let me know what you think, subscribe and like the channel, but guys let's get started. And first on the clock is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Roger Goodell, the commissioner at the podium. The Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. Oh. The San Diego Chargers select Eli Manning, quarterback, Mississippi. Ozzie Newsom, even though this is his last draft, he's trying to get ahead of the curve, something he's done throughout his career. My family was there. We were all excited. And thank God I got, I got picked here. This episode of the Draft Takeover Podcast is brought to you by the one and only Prize Picks, which is the easiest way to play daily fantasy on all of your favorite sports, whether it is NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, NHL, MMA, and more, you name it. All you have to do is pick two to five players and an over or under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It is literally just you versus the projected numbers. All of our users that use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. So guys, head over to PrizePix to use promo code TAKEOVER to get that 100% deposit match. That is PrizePix, your daily fantasy needs. This is the most unpredictable draft I can remember in recent history. And that's what what makes it so exciting. Even when we do know who's going to get picked, it happens and some crazy things happen after it. But even with this draft, the very first pick, you can make an argument that there's about three guys that could go number one overall, and we have no idea who it is. So let's get started. Of course, I always use the draft network. Um, And I think that for me, they're the most accurate um, with their uh, projections and rankings of players and stuff like that. Of course, I disagree with some of them, but I think overall top to bottom, I like what they do the most. I think PFN's way out there. Sometimes they have some guys going super late, some guys going super early. Uh, But like I said, of course, I use the draft network and that's who I've always used. So let me bring in the screen here so we can get started on this first round mock draft. So regardless of who your team is, I'm going to show you who your team's drafting unless you just don't have a first round pick. If you're a Rams fan, then you can set this one out. Or if you want to see who other teams are going to be drafting. But like I said, I'm excited to get into this and show y'all what the future looks like. And I, I think I can do pretty good on this one. I will say that it is more likely for you to miss more picks in the first round guessing than it is guessing the correct ones this year. Because like I said, it's so crazy. Even my team with Washington, I have no idea what we're going with 11. We can go offensive line. We can go wide receiver. We can go if a DB falls. So let's take a look at it. 
and let's see where the board falls. Let's put this thing together. So, number one overall. I've been thinking about this for a while. You know, for me, it's been Evan Neal for a long time with the Jaguars. You know, Trevon Walker is heated up as a kind of a dark horse to go number one, maybe number two with the Lions. But for me, I think Aiden Hutchinson, the edge out of Michigan, going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville needs some more pass rush and help. And they want Aiden Hutchinson, someone who was consistent, someone who popped on tape, was a, a vocal leader of that Michigan defense with David Ajabo, who, by the way, you know, unfortunate injury. I think he's going to be fine down the road in his career, explosive guy. But Aiden Hutchinson is exactly what you want. And these these pick, these top picks are crucial. Say what you want about top picks, you know, especially first-round picks and so on. I saw a crazy stat that said like 40% of you know first-round draft picks for most teams – have like one of the lowest like playing times. I mean, you can go back to Trey Lance with the 49ers, hasn't really played much yet. It's stuff like that happens. So these top picks need to hit for you. And I think Aiden Hutchinson is a guarantee to come in and contribute right away. Like I said, you have your star on the offense with Trevor Lawrence. Draft Aiden Hutchinson to be that young guy on the defense in Jacksonville. You've got some more picks coming up, so don't worry. You have some other needs, you know, safety, so on. But take Aiden Hutchinson number one overall. I wouldn't be mad if they take Evan Neal. I think they should go Evan Neal because you, you know you tag Cam Robinson. You have Evan Neal on the other side to protect your quarterback of the future. But they need some game changers on that defense. You saw what they did against Buffalo, having that defense against Josh Allen able to upset them the way they did. Get some more of that. Get your let your defense keep your offense in some games more. Now that you actually have a head coach that can run an offense. Now number two, this is where it gets tricky. I think that the Lions do go edge. I think this is a key thing for them. People are saying, you know, don't overlook Malik Willis. Don't overlook uh, Kyle Hamilton. And Kyle Hamilton has been disrespected all offseason, by the way. For me, he's been my n- number one defensive guy before the season started. I had him even over Kayvon Thibodeau, who I've been extremely high on. Um, but obviously things change throughout the season. But for me, I'm going Trevon Walker here. I think that the the Lions do want to go defense. They do want to go edge. There's a couple of concerns about Kayvon. I get it. For me, I just look at Dan Campbell and his hard nose, you know, lunch pail kind of style, just blue collar defense. It just screams a guy like Trevon Walker, who was in that stout Georgia defense, who can come in right away and contribute for once again another young rebuilding team. You need these key defensive. Um, you know, things in place here. Jaguars spent a lot of money in the offseason. Get a, a cheap, young superstar on defense to help out your team. Same goes with the Lions. They're rebuilding. You need some guys because that defense looked pretty good at times. Way overperformed what a lot of people expected. And then, boom, add another young guy like that. Now, for me, Houston, you have another pick here at 13. This is where it gets interesting. You know, you trade Deshaun Watson. Finally, you get pick 13 from the Browns coming up. But at pick three, I think you really have to look at a, at a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau. I know, three edge guys in the very beginning of the draft. This is how I think it's going to go. If Kayvon can stay healthy, he has so much upside. His his skill set, his the way he attacks, tackles, and offensive linemen. He knows when to speed rush. He knows when to power rush. He has a crazy good stiff arm. He's very agile. He just does everything well. I just pray to God that all these rumors about like his love for the game and stuff like that aren't true. And I'm never going to tell a guy if he loves what he does or not because that's not my position. I don't know what someone thinks or how they feel. That's not our job. We're supposed to evaluate guys on tape and put that into action. See what you like on tape. See what you don't like. 
you know, just scout the prospect, do your homework, and then see if you want to draft him or not. It's not to say, oh, this guy doesn't look. He hasn't shown me anything that says he doesn't. He says some stupid things um, regarding Alabama and, you know, how he wants to work for Nike and stuff like that. But still, I'm not worried about that. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. This is where I heavily agree with the draft network. Somehow, Evan Neal has been the best offensive lineman in this entire draft. I mean, you can say best offensive player in the entire draft because he's offensive lineman. And a loses weight, slims down even more, looks incredible shape. And people are, you know, starting to second guess if he's even that. Like, I, you can still make the argument that he goes number one overall to the Jaguars. So, for me, the Jets need help on that offensive line. They need to get things going. You have a good little young running game going, Michael Carter, and then you got Zach Wilson at quarterback. You're building stuff there. They've made it known that they want some wide receivers and so on. Once again, they have picked 10 as well. But Evan Neal comes in. Who knows what's going to happen with Mekhi Beckton? There's a lot of questions with their offensive line. But you have zero questions when you have a guy like Evan Neal come in. Alabama, roll tide. That's my dude. Love him to death. Just build that offensive line for Zach Wilson because that's what you need. Now, the New York Giants, my rivals, what do they do here at pick five? I think the very obvious thing for them to do, which is tough because you look at the, the Panthers there at six. If they don't go quarterback, which way do they go? They probably have the worst offensive line in the NFL. I feel very confident in saying that. So if you're the Giants, do you take a guy like Kyle Hamilton at safety, which is a big need? Yes, you need an edge guy, but you also need offensive line very badly. Saquon Barkley has been hurt a lot. Daniel Jones, this is his last year for him to prove himself. And you can't sit here and say you didn't give him an opportunity if you don't draft the offensive line. So do you risk a guy like Kyle Hamilton possibly going to the Panthers? Because you pick seven as well if you're a Giants fan. So you really have to take a look at this and say, can we risk it? Do we want to take him? And then, you know, worst case, we can always get Charles Cross, so on. I think they have to go Kyle Hamilton right here. I think, you know, the Giants, they they want that, that safety that can come in and do it all like Kyle Hamilton. And I would hate to see this happen as a Washington fan or anyone in the NFC East. Because Kyle Hamilton's the beast. I think Kyle Hamilton, number five overall to the Giants, is a thing, and it will happen, and I'm not going to like it. Now, for me, six, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> for me, if you don't have a quarterback, nothing else matters. And Sam Darnold is not your quarterback. I don't care what you say. Sam Darnold is not an option for you this season. You can't look back at last year and say we paid Teddy Bridgewater. We had Sam Darnold, who played terribly, and then we brought in Cam Newton, and it didn't go any better. He was good for like a quarter or two, and then the reality kicked back in. So for me, you have to go Malik Willis. You can't afford to keep paying a ton of money on the books for quarterbacks that aren't panning out. So finally draft your quarterback. It'll be super cheap. He's on a rookie deal. And see what Malik Willis does. You don't have a good offensive line. The one thing you want is a mobile quarterback. Malik Willis is it. So Malik Willis is not making it past six. He's not making it past the Panthers. There's no way. And then you're back on the clock, Giants, which once again, for me, this is as good as a draft as it gets. You get Kyle Hamilton at five, then number seven, you get Akeem McWanu out of NC State. Icky, I mean, that is an A-plus draft right there. That's the best first-round scenario, unless somehow Evan Neal falls to five or seven and you draft him and Kyle Hamilton. Like, that's as good as it gets if you're a Giants fan. 
the Giants solidify offensive line and they get a superstar franchise guy in Kyle Hamilton in the safety spot. Now, I haven't seen Kyle Hamilton mocked a lot to the Giants. It needs to be well known. Logan Ryan's gone. Drill Pepper's been gone. Like the, the secondary screams, we could use a Kyle Hamilton. That's all I'm going to say. Now, Atlanta here at eight, this is where it gets juicy. They need an edge, but they need a wide receiver so bad. I know they need a quarterback too. Not saying they won't go a quarterback coming up. I just don't see them going quarterback here, especially Kenny Pickett or Desmond Ritter at eight. It just doesn't make sense to me. There's way too much value on the board right now to just reach for a guy like that. And I know quarterback's the most important position in football by, by far. But for me, I look at that wide receiver core, especially after Calvin Ridley, you've got Cordell Patterson. You've got Kyle Pitts, but you need more true wide receiver. You need someone to come in and fill that Calvin Ridley role. And for me, that's Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. He's always been my pick for the Falcons, and I'm not changing that up. Garrett Wilson is the most sure wide receiver in this draft. I stand by that. I think Drake London is close behind him at two, regardless of what people say. But I think Garrett Wilson, he does it all. He can run routes. He gets separation. He's great after the catch. Just go watch 2019 Fiesta Bowl versus Clemson where he bodies Darion Kendrick, who now played at Georgia, and just completely clears his body. Literally, his feet are almost on his shoulder. He goes up, catches it, and it's a 5'11 dude. He's not super small, but he's not you know big by any means. People say he's too small for them to be a wide receiver. I don't care. Garrett Wilson clears the dude and has one of the most craziest catches I've ever seen, and he was only a freshman at that point, 2019. I knew he was going to be a beast as soon as I saw that catch. I was like, that, that dude's special. And then he balled out with Chris Olave. I mean, one of the best wide receiver rooms in college football history, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., so on. Then you got crazy good tight ends. For me, Garrett Wilson is the most sure wide receiver and safest pick. I think he turns out to be phenomenal. I think he's a good pick, especially if you are going to roll with Marcus Mariota or if you get somebody in like the second, third, whatever. Um, I think the Falcons do draft a, a quarterback this this draft. I'm just not sure where or who. Uh, I think maybe Ritter. Maybe they trade back up late first. I'm not going to do any trades in this mock draft, but still. And then right here, the Seattle Seahawks. They need an offensive tackle, they need a quarterback, and they need an edge as their top concerns. Now. They have some very good corners here. They have an edge guy in Jermaine Johnson, who's super high right now, and then Charles Cross. Now, I look at the division. You've got the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. You've got the 49ers with possibly Trey Lance, who's going to be running a lot. And you got the Rams and Matt Stafford just won the Super Bowl. You could use some corners, absolutely, but they need edge help so bad. So I'm not even looking offensive tackle right here. I'm looking at Jermaine Johnson, who's been one of the fastest rising guys in this offseason. I mean, you pop on the tapes, watch the Florida State versus Notre Dame game, and edge Jermaine Johnson just pops out. The dude is in on every single play. He is an absolute force. They need to be able to get to the quarterback in Seattle to compete with that division. Or they're going to be in trouble if Arizona, the Rams, and the 49ers are just sweeping them all season long they're not they don't stand a chance i think they have a good young defense they're rebuilding big time in seattle especially on offense but we'll see what happens once again i think they could draft a quarterback i still think that they are in the baker mayfield sweepstakes and they might do that during the draft or after the draft who knows a lot of things could happen now the jets are back on the clock 
They need an edge in a corner so bad. But for me, I'm looking at Derek Stingley. I think I, I prefer Sauce Gardner over Derek Stingley. Now, Derek Stingley has more upside if he's healthy. If we get that 2019 Derek Stingley Jr. back, who is just a ball hawk, phenomenal ball skills, great in press, great in man, just just one of the top corners. And, you know, he's he's been injured, kind of fell off, been inconsistent, got cooked by Devontae Smith way too many times. But for me, Derek Stingley has the most upside. And, you know, you get Evan Neal, safe pick. Roll the dice on Derek Stingley. You know, Robert Sala is a defensive guy, former defensive corner for the 49ers. He knows what he wants. And for me, I think Derek Stingley has the chance to be the best corner they've had since Darrell Revis come in and just dominate possible all-pro ceiling is what you're talking about when you talk about Derek Stingley. Or he can be banged up. He can kind of float around the last two years of what he was with LSU. You never know. But for me, it's absolutely worth it. I know it's a top 10 pick, but still. Now, my Washington Commanders are finally on the clock. Still got the old logo, but it's okay. We have a new look. Now, this is where it's tough because Sauce Gardner would absolutely be a great addition to this defense with the corners. You know, I'm interested to see what the scheme could look like with adding Sauce Gardner. But for me, I'm going wide receiver. And this is where it gets tricky. Do you go Drake London or do you you go Jamison Williams? And for me, Jamison Williams is a name that's been heating up um, big time lately. It's a name that's been floating around a lot lately. And you could even say that Drake London or Jamison Williams could go to the Jets because they've been big on the sweepstakes. We don't know if they're going to get Debo or not. They're they're absolutely going to try. They want to be aggressive. Um, but for me, this this wide receiver draft is so deep. I don't think the Jets could pass up on a guy like Derek Stingley. I think Derek Stingley is another guy who's been talked about a lot who could possibly go in the top five picks or so um, that you know people aren't talking enough about. But for me, I think Washington looks at these two guys here with Drake London and Jameson Williams. And this is where it's tough because I, as, as a fan myself, it's tough to say would I rather have Drake London or Jameson Williams because I'm an Alabama fan too. Um, but for me, Drake London's that big outside guy. He gets separation better than he should with his size. He kind of glides, but he's smart in how he runs his routes. Like He still gets open. He doesn't get separation at the line, which is what a lot of people label as separation you know, at the release point, but he gets it in his stem and he gets it in his break points. And if he doesn't, he's going to body you and make 50, 50 balls more like 70, 30, 80, 20 catches because of how big he is with his basketball background. But Jamison Williams can get separation anywhere. So for me, it's a crapshoot. Um, but for the sake of this, I, I Washington has shown a lot of interest in Drake London and the, the, the smoke has turned into legit fire recently. So I'm saying Drake London, USC wide receivers coming to my Washington Commanders. Now, Minnesota here at 12, no de- no need to even talk about it. They need a corner. They need Sauce Gardner. Not even close. Like, <laughs> their offense is pretty good. Kevin O'Connell's coming back, you know, over um, with Kirk Cousins, take over this offense. They have plenty of weapons. They need to build up the offensive line a little bit more. Um, but for me, Sauce Gardner, they, they need corner help big time. And for me, that's a no-brainer. They're not even going to think about it. The Texans are back on the clock here at 13. They need a corner. They would have loved for Sauce Corner or uh, Derek Stingley to fall to them here at 13, but they also need some offensive line help. And, you know, they're in the market for a wide receiver too um, to go with Cooks. But for me, I'm going with 
Charles Cross, Mississippi State tackle. Once again, they said they're building around Davis Mills. I'm interested to see how that goes. I like Davis Mills. You know, was at one point committed to Alabama, five-star recruit, ended up at Stanford. Injuries kind of, you know, threw him off. I thought he looked good last year for the Texans. I liked what I seen with Davis Mills. I'm interested to see how that goes. And the Baltimore Ravens on the clock here. They need a corner, interior offensive line, and interior defensive line. And all I'm going to say is it seems like every single one of their running backs last year was hurt, and Lamar Jackson was running for his life. You have a 0% chance of success if you cannot run the ball or if Lamar Jackson's getting hurt all season long and getting hit. There's no chance that Baltimore wins games if their offense isn't clicking. It's just, it's proven. Like, watch, watch, watch them against the Titans pretty much anytime. Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, doesn't really have to change up his wardrobe. He brings over that purple and gold color from Northern Iowa. Trevor Penning going to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, here comes the dreaded Eagles. Sorry, Eagles fans. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets tough, once again, as a Washington fan, because I think the Eagles finally drafted the right wide receiver, and that is my guy, Jamison Williams, out of Alabama, pairing him with former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts. No, they didn't play together. Um, and also Devontae Smith. So nice, we got a nice little trio going of Alabama guys in Philadelphia as much as it kills me. But once again, Jalen Hurts, this is a big year for him. They need to build around him. You missed with Rager. Nelson Aguilar back when wasn't anything. Greg Ward Jr., who was a quarterback at Houston. Uh, Arcego Whiteside, another guy who's like moving to tight end. So just a lot of missed pieces on offense if you're Philadelphia. You've missed. Make up for it. You didn't draft Justin Jefferson, so draft Jamison Williams. Get it right. Don't look anywhere else. Don't overthink it. Now, Saints. This is interesting because they did their trade with the Eagles. This was the Eagles pick, I believe, or somebody else. I can't remember. They had one of these picks. But for the Saints, there's a couple. There's a lot of needs. Wide receiver, tackle, quarterback. Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett's heating up right here. But for me, <clears throat> this first pick, I think – I think they go wide receiver, and I think they get Chris Olave, which I think is going to be the first, not shock, but like, whoa, of the draft. Because, you know, some people have Chris Olave going to like Green Bay at 22. That's always been my pick. But I kind of changed this up recently. They need a tackle. No really good tackles here. You know, they need to replace Toronto Armstead. They need a quarterback. But I think they're really trying to win now. I think they're trying to move things around to where they can really compete now. So Chris Olave is the pick. And now you have the Chargers on the clock. And for me, the board just speaks for itself. Their biggest need also just happened to fall right into the lap. And if you look at this defense, you know, they add in the secondary and free agency, they add pass rusher with Khalil Mack. Like they are killing it this offseason. They are trying to compete in the AFC West. Now, they were one of the worst, you know, run defenses last year, especially on third downs. So for me, the Chargers get one of the best defensive linemen in this draft. Someone who can just fill up and plug that middle of the line and really help out this run game. And that's probably the biggest freak athlete in the draft. That's Jordan Davis out of Georgia. 
He's going to come in. He's going to help out Bosa and Mac. And they got Kenneth Murray behind him in that sixth secondary. So there's just so much that the Chargers can do. I think they build that up and they're like legit true contenders. And not just the AFC West, but the AFC period. Love this draft uh, pick for the Chargers if they go Jordan Davis there. Now the Eagles are back on the clock. Which way do they go? Corner and edge. I think they go, and I don't know why he's so low, but for me, Andrew Booth Jr., is like hands down the third best corner in this draft, and it's not even close. Andrew Booth Jr. has phenomenal ball skills. I am excited to see this guy, but it's not in Philly. But they need to they need to build up that secondary even more to uh, go opposite of uh, Slay. So I think right off the bat, Andrew Booth Jr. is going to come in and make huge contributions to this defense. Now this is where it gets juicy. This is where the Saints have a legit conversation with themselves like hey right here on the board you got Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter draft network has Desmond Ritter above Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett's name has gotten ice cold this offseason a lot of people just don't see the ceiling with him but a lot of people see the potential with Desmond Ritter he was a winner Um, people kind of comparing him to like Ryan Tannehill like he's not ever going to be like this big top five franchise guy but he's someone who's going to win you a lot of games and he's going to be around for a long time. Like he is a sure pick kind of guy. So for me, like when this whole trade went down with the Saints and Eagles, for me, it said that the Saints are going to get a quarterback. And I think they go Desmond Ritter here at 19 um, to go along with Jameis Winston. Who knows what happens with him next year? And he's coming back from that injury, ACL and MCL, I believe it was. So just a lot of questions there to see what really happens um, in the quarterback room. But good God, they can't roll out in book in uh, Taysom Hill ever again. That was awful. Last year, it was bad. They were 5-2 and two when uh, Winston was healthy. They looked great. And then he went down, and he just went south. And not just the division they're in. So Saints get Desmond Ritter and Chris Olave. I think that's a really good two picks there in the first round. Now, Steelers, they need a quarterback, too. They need a safety, they need a corner, I know. Um, but for me, you get Trubisky, but you can't bank on Trubisky. You pay like, what, $10 mil a year for the guy? Nothing crazy. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett is a guy, played at Pitt, used the same facilities as the Steelers. Like, they know who he is. I feel like they really do like Kenny Pickett. I think there's interest there. Keep the hometown guy for the Pitt, you know, the university and bring him to the pro team, but it's just a, an actual genuine need. I don't think that they really think that Trubisky is going to be this just big time force for them. Like they have to compete. Like look up North. Not only do you have, you know, Lamar Jackson, you have Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals that went to the Super Bowl, And then now you have Deshaun Watson over at the Browns. You can't actually say, hey, we're just going to roll out Mitch Trubisky and see what happens. Like, they need to be aggressive and just throw two darts at the wall and see which one sticks. So, Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers, they need him to pan out big time. And this is where the Patriots are on the clock here at 21. And for me, this pick has never once changed. Devin Lloyd just screams a Patriot linebacker more than anyone. Dante Hightower is near the end of... You know, his prime, he's kind of fallen off in quality. Love Dante Hightower, one of my favorite Alabama linebackers of all time. But every draft, there's like a handful of guys that you're like, they're going to this team because they just look like 
all naturals on that team, like with the jersey. They, they just look like they were born to play for this pro team. And for me, that's how Devin Lloyd looks with the Patriots. They want that linebacker core to build up, you know, solid defense. And Devin Lloyd can do it all. He can blitz, run stop. He can cover, get turnovers, take some interceptions to the crib. And now the Green Bay Packers, you have to, have to, have to. I don't care who it is. I don't care where they are. You have to go wide receiver. But this is where it gets interesting. It's all about fit. Do you want a speedy Jahan Dotson who can, you know, make crazy catches, wide receiver, you know, silky smooth route runner? Or do you want not a big, big body, but just a bigger body, Traylon Burks, more of a physical wide receiver? And for me, I might go Dotson, which is kind of a, a hot take because Traylon Burks is really high on a lot of people. People compare him to like AJ Brown, stuff like that. But I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I feel like they want to try to get as close to the style of game of uh, Devonta Adams. Obviously, you're not going to copy Devonta Adams. It's not going to happen. It's the the percentage of one any of these wide receivers in the draft getting anywhere close to Devonta Adams is very improbable. But I feel like you know scheme wise, and then also how the offense has run in the past. And the offense isn't changing, minus Devontae Adams being gone. I think Jahan Dotson fits what they want to do. Once again, Traylon Burks, he's going to run the ball for whatever team he goes on. He's going to you know, catch some passes, but he's not at all like that long, speed, deep threat kind of guy. Now, Traylon Burks is great at these 50-50 balls. Once again, physical. I think Aaron Rodgers can help him out big time. But for me, Jahan Dotson, and I wouldn't even be surprised if Sky Moore somehow gets as high as 22 for them just because of, you know, how fast Sky Moore is and stuff. But for me, I'm super high on Jahan Dotson. His pluckability and just his catch radius is phenomenal. Cardinals, you got a lot going on. A lot of Colin Murray talk. Uh, Speaking of really good wide receivers, you got one coming back next year with Hop. So take advantage of that, but build up that defense. They need a good corner. They need a legit contender at corner, someone young who can come in and make an impact right away. And it's it's tough. Trent McDuffie and Kier Alam out of Florida, both super good guys. But I'm high. I'm pretty high on Trent McDuffie. I like McDuffie a lot. So I'm going Trent McDuffie out of Washington over to the Cardinals. Now, the Dirty Cowboys are on the clock. Sorry to say it, Cowboy fans. Um, but I look at this draft and I look at what happened last year. A lot of a lot of opportunities that got away from them. They have no problem getting to the to the quarterback. Yes, they could use some edge help. I think George Karloftis would be a great pick. Um, even Boy Mafe, a speedy guy off the line, pair him with Micah Parsons doing what he does on the edge. I mean, Gregory's gone. You kind of need someone to fill in for him. I mean, for me, but I look at this draft board, a guy like Daxon Hill who can play all over the place, he can blitz as well. I think Daxon Hill really fits what the Cowboys want to do. Cowboys need safety help in one of the, in the worst way. And Daxon Hill is one of the best in this draft. Um, so once again, I don't like this pick for being a Washington fan, but if you're a Cowboy fan, you are ecstatic about Daxon Hill because he's going to blitz. He's great in coverage. He's going to give you some help. So let Diggs really do what he does. He gets turnovers. 
and not worry about the safety help over top because Daxon Hill got him. I think Daxon's one of the only safeties in this entire draft that can play single high and have that range and speed. He has that crazy straight line speed, but he has the speed and range to be able to cover and react and recover in routes and just get to the ball and make plays. Now, the Bills, the West... I mean, the worst kept secret in the entire offseason have been the Bills and how they want a corner so bad. So for me, I think here Alam is the next best corner after him. There's a lot of, you know, steam pushing Kyler Gordon up the board from Washington again. Two really good corners coming out of Washington this year. Um, but for me, uh, Elam out of Florida, I've been high on him as well for a while now. For me, I just think he has way more upside than Kyler Gordon. I think he has more potential to come in right away and make a big impact and help get that Buffalo team to the Super Bowl because they are poised to do so. They're not playing no games this year. They are going for the Super Bowl, and they're coming for everybody's neck. So Bill Mafia, super hype for y'all. Um, getting Elam as one of the corners, taking over um, – what my guy Levi Wallace was doing, well, former walk on at Washington, I mean, uh, at Alabama. Now he's with the Steelers. And that leaves the Titans at 26 on the clock. They need wide receiver to pair because they let go of my guy Julio. And now they have AJ Brown, who is in contract talks. <laughs> I don't know if they would want to pair um, Traylon Burks wide receiver with AJ Brown, who kind of plays the same as him. Um, but I think what they will like is the run game that Traylon Burks can provide, help out Derrick Henry. I mean, they're a run-heavy team. I think Traylon Burks can help spread the field in many ways. Keep keep defenses guessing if he's you know running the ball, if he's going out for passes, but then you also have Derrick Henry in the backfield, like I said, A.J. Brown. They have a lot of pieces. I mean, I, I don't hate the pick at all for them. I think, you know, like scheme-wise – for Traylon Burks, this would be one of the best options for him just because of the offense that the Tennessee Titans run. I think he could come in and contribute, get production big time for the Titans. And now we got the Bucks at 27. Tom Brady's back. They're bringing back, seems like, just about everybody. They need to build up that offensive line. I think they lost a guy or two. I know, um, was his name Jensen or, or someone? I can't remember. Someone retired for the Bucks. Um, stepped away. He, he's the one guy that retired and didn't come back. Um, but I know they lost somebody else too. I can't remember who it was, but then they re-signed a guy as well. But they still have major need in the offensive line. And Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson is tough for me. But I think Zion Johnson is very highly thought of in the scouting community, um, in the draft world out there. Zion Johnson's super high. Kenyon Green is someone who's been slowly going down. You know, people had him as high as like maybe 11 for at Washington with Kenyon Green. But for me, Zion Johnson, he can come in and play guard. He can start, he can start at center. I saw him take plenty of center reps at the senior bowl. Zion Johnson is just one of those beasts at offensive line. Like I said, he has that position flex to just go wherever the Bucks want him to go. So for me, it's a home run pick. Zion Johnson going to Tampa Bay, helping out that run game, but also protecting Tom Brady because when they lose games, it is when you get pressure on Tom Brady. So the best way to win more games is to not let Brady get pressured. Zion Johnson, congrats. You're very likely to be in the uh, NFC Championship game. And the Green Bay Packers are back on the clock again. They have some needs, but it seems like the major one is edge, offensive tackle, and interior D-line. 
Oh, man. This is tricky. Do you beef up the inside and get uh, Devontae White out of Georgia? Or do you kind of replace Zadarius Smith with a George Karloftis off the edge? Maybe a Boye Mafe, who I've mentioned already. I'm going to go... Man, this is tough. I'm going to go George Karloftis because... I think he's a guy that's been getting, you know, forgotten a lot of because of all these edge guys in this draft. Quiet, went to Purdue, not a huge flashy name, but the guy just shows up and shows out. George Karloft is coming off the edge. Um, with Rashawn Gary looks like he's poised to keep getting better. He's been slowly getting better with the Packers. Excited to see what he does this next year. I think adding George Karloftis is a huge get for the Packers. And you add some wide receiver help with Jahan Dotson. And then you add George Karloftis on the other side of the ball. Now, the Chiefs have back-to-back picks here. They need a wide receiver. They're very vocal about that. They would love to get Debo Samuel. And they need a corner, edge, and safety. And for me, I am going down here as much as I hate to say it because I do not like the Chiefs. Sorry, Chiefs fans. I'm going to say Sky Moore who has been, once again, one of the fastest rising wide receivers this entire draft. A lot of people think that he slides into the first. Maybe Christian Watson. Um, But I look at what they have right now. They have Nickel Hardman's going to be having a bigger role. They have a big body slot guy who plays a little bit outside too with Juju Smith-Schuster. And then they have arguably the best tight end in football with Kelsey at tight end. Like I said, I like what Sky Moore does. Kind of doesn't copy what Tyreek Hill does, but just takes over that that role of a speedy guy who can get separation and and win deep for you in Pat Mahomes or after the catch for what Pat Mahomes is used to doing. I think that fit for Sky Moore there in, in Kansas City, it doesn't get any better than that. Sky Moore is jumping through the air if he lands in Kansas City. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you love that pick. But you are back on the clock at 30. Once again, you need a corner and an edge is your top ones. I like Boye Mafe um, here for them. I'm Perion Winfrey is another guy. Interior DL is not as big of a need, but I think he could possibly slip up into the first round. Maybe Kyler Gordon um, because they lost uh, another guy to the 49ers um, at corner. It's been a weakness for them. That secondary hasn't always been the best. Kyler Gordon's name has been heating up. As much as I want to go, Boye Mafe, I'm going to go Kyler Gordon at corner here. I don't really like anyone else down here. But Kyler Gordon is a name that I've heard a lot recently. And a lot of people do agree that he is going to slip into the first round, especially with teams like Arizona, Buffalo, and all the corners that went early in the draft. Kind of leaves Kyler Gordon as a guy who can sneak up into the first round. And I think him going to the Chiefs at 30. Now, the Bengals, you are on the clock. You need help at safety, corner, and, of course, interior offensive line. And this really pains me because Tyler Linderbaum is one of the best offensive linemen I've ever seen in my life. I think he is the next best center in the league. But I don't think he goes first round. It's so sad to say that. Um... Because I, I think he needs to start mostly at center. But Tyler Lindebaum is phenomenal. I've said this many times. I think he will be an all-pro in his career. Now, I think 
Kenyon Green, Tyler Linderbaum. That is so tough. I think that the Bengals continue to build up the offensive line. I think they move some pieces around, move some guys around. They have some good pieces set right now. They got they added Leo Collins, huge. But they just need one more piece, it seems like. I think Kenyon Green and Tyler Linderbaum would be that piece. Now, do not sleep on Lewis Seen from Georgia going to the Bengals because they need secondary help. And Lewis Seen is a guy who has been shooting up the draft boards. People are super high on this guy. He might go 32 to the Lions because they would love a safety too. But for me, I just I look at that offense and we see the potential. And Joe Burrow, if he has the time. So Kenyon Green, interior offensive lineman, going to play guard um, for the Bengals. Like I said, they can move some pieces around, solidify that offensive line for the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Now, the Lions. You have a pick coming up soon after this one in the second. I think it's the second one right after the uh, Jaguars. Now, who is the last pick of the first round? Do they go Sam Howell? Maybe. But for me, I really look at this safety spot. And I'm telling you guys, I love Jaquan Brisker. I've had Brisker going to the Lions. Maybe the Jaguars with the next pick at 33. But Lewis Seen is a guy who can just flat out wreak havoc, who can hit you hard, who can move fast, who can travel through traffic and blitz you. I mean, just knock your socks off kind of guy is Lewis Seen. I can't tell you how impressed I was with this guy in the national championship game against Alabama. So for me, at pick 32, last guy in the first round, Lewis Seen out of Georgia. And the crazy thing is about this, guys like Devontae Wyatt, Boye Mafe, Tyler Lindebaum, Nicobe Dean could possibly be falling out of the first round. So if you're someone that has a top few picks in the second round, the once again, the Lions, the Jaguars, I mean, there's a good guy falling to you in the second round. So Lewis Seen, round us out at 32. I like this. I want to hear what y'all think about this. Uh, once again, just a quick recap. Jacksonville Jaguars, number one overall, Aiden Hutchinson edge out of Michigan. Detroit Lions going edge as well with Trevon Walker out of Georgia. Houston Texans adding another edge, three in a row. Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon um, at four. The Jets at Evan Neal, another franchise tackle for them. Um, New York Giants adding Kyle Hamilton's safety out of Notre Dame. First quarterback is going to the Carolina Panthers at six with Malik Willis, my guy out of Liberty. And the Giants back on the clock at seven. Go Akeem Ekwanu to build that offensive line, which they need dramatically. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at eight. Take Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. First wide receiver off the board, repping Ohio State. Jermaine Johnson, another edge out of Florida State. Big time athlete. Fast guy. Help them just stay somewhat in contention in the uh, NFC West. That, that's that's their goal. Try to keep up. The Jets at 10 add Derek Stingley Jr. and just pray for 2019 Derek Stingley Jr. to arise because Robert Sala can do a lot with him in his in his defensive schemes. Uh, my Washington Commanders take Drake London, wide receiver, out of USC to compliment Terry McLaurin. Pray that Curtis Steenmill can stay healthy in that slot, maybe even outside. Drake London can play in the slot as well. 
He showed he's gone in motion. He's played inside. He's played outside. He's played everywhere for USC. I like the pick. I know a lot of Washington fans hate it. I love it. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at 12. Add Sauce Gardner at corner, which I love that pick so much. Um, Houston Texans back on the clock at 13. Add Charles Cross. Solidify that offensive line. Help out Davis Mills or whoever the quarterback of the future is going to be eventually. Uh, Baltimore Ravens add Trevor Penning to build up that offensive line. Try to keep their guys healthy and keep that well-oiled machine. Called their offense running for Harbaugh. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles finally picked the right wide receiver this year with Jamison Williams out of Alabama. The New Orleans Saints take Chris Olave to, to add some weapons to that offense. Chris Olave might be the best route runner, not named Jamison Williams in this draft. Um, Los Angeles Chargers add Jordan Davis interior DL out of Georgia. Freak athlete. Build up. I mean, he can fill up two gaps in one play. It doesn't matter what it is. Jordan Davis is going to fill it up. Philadelphia Eagles take Andrew Booth Jr., one of the best ball skill corners in the draft, building up that defense. Saints take Desmond Ritter. I think they like his size. They like the style he plays with. They like how he carries himself. The dude just wins. Like I said, he's not going to be this big. He's not going to be Peyton Manning. He's going to be a Ryan Tannehill, but that's fine. I wouldn't. A lot of teams would love a Ryan Tannehill right now, and the Saints are one of them. Steelers add Kenny Pickett, keep the Pitts guy in Pitt, and they build up that quarterback room as well. Um, Patriots get their linebacker of the future with Devin Lloyd. Packers take Jahan Dotson to somewhat fill the void of a Devontae Adams and keep Rodgers slightly happy. Uh, Trent McDuffie beefs up that corner spot for the Cardinals. Another guy who's super underrated but physical. Uh, McDuffie, he's going he's gonna to come in and uh, do some work for the Cardinals. Cowboys take Daxon Hill, who's a very versatile safety, super fast, great range, great coverage ability, and he can blitz. So don't be surprised if you see him blitzing with Micah Parsons coming off the edge. That is a lot of speed on that defense. I've seen that that defense wreak havoc. It's not pretty. Buffalo Bills adding a corner, which is like the, the biggest piece that's missing for them. Maybe they get a wide receiver if one slips. But uh, K.R. Alum out of Florida, big-time corner with huge upside for the Buffalo Bills on their Super Bowl run. Tennessee Titans add Traylon Burks in case A.J. Brown's gone soon. But even if not, great compliment to the game. He's going to run the ball. Like I said, he's going to take some short passes, Quick game, screens, take him upfield. He's going to break tackles, run dudes over, and he's also going to, you know, he can catch some long balls, but it's just a different kind of wide receiver. You just got to know how to use him, and I think he would fit in with the uh, Titans really well. Tampa Bay Buccaneers add Zion Johnson, guard slash center out of Boston College, help beef up that offensive line and keep Brady on his feet. Packers with their second pick add George Karloftis to kind of fill the void of the uh, Zadarius Smith. They need some pass rushing help. On that line, Kansas City takes Sky Moore. A lot of people love this guy. A lot of people have him as like a top five wide receiver in this draft. For me, it's a little too rich because I like the guys I have in my top five, which if you haven't watched already, you can watch the last episode on my top five wide receivers and why. But Sky Moore, silky smooth, quick release, just a fast guy. Fill in that void for Tyreek Hill. Kansas City adds Kyler Murray. I'm a Kyler Murray. God. <laughs> No, Kyler Gordon out of Washington. I was talking about Kyler Murray too much today. Um, who, by the way, is not getting traded. And the Cincinnati Bengals add Kenyon Green, beefing up that final piece of the offensive line to try to get back to the Super Bowl. It's going to be tough. 
But as we've seen, if if that offense and if Burrow has the time, it's absolutely a possibility that he could go back to triple. But you got to build up the offensive line, which they've done a great job of so far this offseason. But still, add Kenyon Green. And the Lions with a 30-second pick in the first round. They take Lewis Seen out of Georgia. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if this guy goes in the first round. Don't be surprised if he goes to Kansas City or even before that because he's a beast. Cowboys, I've heard they have some interest in Lewis Seen as well. But that is my mock draft for the first round. I want to hear what y'all think once again. I uh, definitely appreciate y'all tuning into the episode. Subscribe as always. Check out the channel because we have a lot of things going on for you over at the Takeover Sports Network. But like I said, guys, I'm Josh Taylor, your host. And it's the best time of the year. It is time for the NFL draft. Just a couple of days away, regardless of what day you're watching this. Thursday, the draft kicks off the very first day, round one. I'm going to be breaking down everything for y'all. This is going to be the busiest week for me. So stay tuned, subscribe, and buckle up because this is going to be a crazy one. I have a feeling there's going to be some crazy moves that really just shake up everything as if we haven't had probably the craziest offseason NFL history already. We still have the draft that can just completely flip everything over and just confuse us. It seems like everything that we've ever known with the NFL, like, oh, the NFL will never be like the NBA. And it happens, finally. So, guys, I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, I, I hope y'all are as excited as I am. But like I said, guys, stay tuned. I have so much good things for y'all. And I will catch y'all later on this week coming up for the NFL Draft. Appreciate y'all tuning in.